Yes, it's Tuesday, so you know what that means. Television Tuesday. It's Byrkin's podcast where we talk about new television shows. I'm your host, Zan, saying konnichiwa, aloha, bonjour, and what's up. As you can probably tell, I sound a little frustrated, and the reason for that is very simple. Is the one of the shows that we watch had not the best ending, I would say, because it was a season finale for a show we've been watching. But if you're joining us for the first time, we talk about television shows, and we tell you the pros and cons about it, and how each episode for the week is. Currently, we're rating three television shows. We're talking about the Dancing with the Stars finale, which I'll get to last. We have The Mandalorian. We have Mass Singer, which we'll start with, and we tell you the pros and cons about it. First, we start off with a non-spoiler section. Then we have our ending credits. And then after our ending credits, we have our spoiler section. Now, let's start off with this right, because we're talking about... Oh, they're going to know it's a spoiler. They know either way, but if you've been listening a long time, you'll know why I'm pissed off. But let's start off with something which will calm me down, hopefully. And we're talking about Masked Singer, Episode 8, the Group B finale, which has one of the best puns ever, which is the Mask Chance Saloon. And this was an episode where we're dealing with our last group, Group B, and they had four members and you had to get rid of two of them. And who was competing? There was the seahorse, the crocodile, the whatchamacallit, and the serpent. And each one had something different to sing. One of them sang Baby One More Time. One sang Bleedin' Love by Leona Lewis. One sang the song Lean Back, which Greta, my co-host and wife, knew the song. I had no idea this of this song's existence. Apparently this is an old song. Classic. It's a classic song. Yes, uh, Greta's here. She's a little perturbed by the situation. I refuse to be on this episode because I am upset. Yes. Uh, and then there's Cool by Jonas Brothers. So, two of them got knocked out. And on the one hand, one of them we knew was going to get knocked out. And the other one was a shock. Really was. But it wasn't a bad episode. And surprisingly, some really cool elements happened afterwards. So, this show is ramping up. Currently, right now, we have the popcorn, we have the sun, and we have two others, and then we have two more that are going to happen. So the final six is going to be kind of intriguing when we see the final six. I am curious who's going to win and what's going to happen, but we're going to have to wait and see what happens this week. So totally worth watching. Next, we had The Mandalorian, and this episode made me geek out a little more because this is episode... 12 or uh, season 2 episode 4 chapter 12 the siege uh, directed by Carl Weathers yes the person who fought Sylvester Stallone in Rocky Balboa as Apollo Creed or as we know him in the Mandalorian talking about grief Karga, directed this episode and it's a very kinetic and fun episode because we have the child and Mando going back to uh, Navarro to hook up with some of his old pals to get his car, his ride fixed, the Razor Crest. And as he gets it fixed, he gets involved in a interesting kind of heist, would you say? Yeah. Yeah, it's a kind of heist. More importantly than that, it's a big fight sequence in a base which is supposed to be abandoned. And then what they find out is something which is leading to the big bad of the series. And more importantly, it's leading to questions that happened. And we're finding out more about little things here and there. Also, cool cool little interesting side quest. The child is dropped off at school. And he acts like a weirdo. Scaring a couple of kids and being creepy. So this is a fun episode. 
You have the return of Grief Karga. You have return of a couple of other characters, including one character from the first episode that I completely forgot about. And then, of course, we have Greta's favorite actress back again, playing Cara Dune. Who are we talking about? We're talking about Gina Carano. And I really don't know why she's still in this show, because of all the things she said, she should have been fired. But, you know, they're keeping her because she's... she's She's a real person, I think. That's why they're keeping her. Because she's not a thin, bitchy person. She's just someone who... What do you call her? You said she was real? Yeah, she's got a little meat on her. (laughs) Yeah, she's real. I think she's a bad actress. And she doesn't really encompass a a rebel stormtrooper. Especially a rebel shock trooper. So, eh. Her introduction is actually really cool, though. Because she's the marshal now of uh, Navarro. So this one's totally worth watching, and this builds up to a lot of little pieces are being put together to make a bigger puzzle that we were figuring out from the first season, and now things are making more sense. And also, a trick from the original Star Wars happens in this episode that I didn't expect. So, or I actually called it, but whatever. Great episode, totally worth watching. And now, let's get to it. The episode, the thing which I'm going to fucking curse about so much. Dancing with the Stars, the season finale. And with the season finale, we had four couples. We had Nellie and Daniela. We had Caitlin and Artem. We had Neve and Jenna. And then, of course, personal favorite of mine, Justina and Sasha. And the finale, everyone was dancing their best. Even Nellie, who we really wondered why the hell he was in the show, danced pretty good. And then the ending happened, and well, like we said, Greta's unhappy about it. I am very perturbed about it. My mother said, if you don't have nothing nice to say, don't say anything else. However, this is a podcast where I'm known to curse and shout, so we'll get to that in a little bit. But this episode kind of ruins the whole series for me. This is the first season I've watched in full. And I gotta say, if this is how it goes, where you get a favorite character or a favorite dancer... And then they get robbed because of whatever. That's kind of messed up. But then, uh, I'm not going to get into politics about that. So, yeah. Uh, we'll just leave it at that. This episode angered me. It was perturbing and pissing me off. And yeah, skip it. You can watch the clips for Justina dancing and some of the other people dancing. But honestly, skip this. Skip it. It's have the dream still. Don't watch afterwards because you'll be mad. Also, fun fact, the ABC app still wasn't working. We had to watch through alternative means, and that did not help because the alternative means were not good anyway. Right? Yeah, they were Kept freezing. So anyway, that's what we watched. So if you have any shows to recommend us to fill the gap that now Dancing with the Stars has done, let us know. Email us. Zanitspyrkin.com. And um, we'll talk about spoilers in a couple minutes. So thank you guys for listening. I'm your host, Zan. We're gone, so we'll catch you guys next time. And keep watching TV. See ya.
Spoiler time! So, fuck it. Let's get to it. Let's get this out of the fucking way. So, after 11 episodes and watching these people go to the bottom floor and seeing them, one thing was glaringly obvious. By episode 4, it seems that a certain judge, who shall remain nameless, started to be picking her favorites. On the one hand, in one episode, she did call out the person correctly. But for the most part, it was straight-up favoritism. Favoritism. And I'm pretty sure that may have been partially why this person won. So, yeah. So, Caitlin and Artem won. On the one hand, congratulations to Artem. Artem deserved it because Artem did amazing. Artem was the one who pulled Caitlin through this whole thing because Caitlin couldn't dance for shit. She was a little better than Nellie. But compared to Neve, Neve kicked her ass and Justina should have won. But yeah. Should I even. Should we even go any further into. Really? No? Yeah, Greta's just. Just pissed off and I. Yeah. Hopefully, if they have a season. Uh, All Star seasons, Justina comes back and she kicks ass. And she wins it. Just like in uh, t- in Top Chef, when one of our favorite people got second place, then they came back and they, they took it. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. There were some really good sequences. I think the two standouts was Justina's second and second dance was amazing. It's showing who she was. And that was the last dance of the night. And then the standout, other standout for Neve was... Definitely singing in the rain, where he was as good as Artem. Not good as Artem, good as Derek. So yeah, I'm I'm, I'm just leaving it there. Am I gonna watch? <laughs> Shit, someone's talking about me. But am I gonna watch another season of this show? Probably not. I think I've been burned by this enough. The reason why I watched this show was one, we want content for this podcast. And two, because Carol Baskin was in this season. Next season, there's probably going to be no one I'm interested in. So, yeah. And also because my favorite dancer, Cheryl, pro dancer, is retiring. So, yeah. So, that's it for this, for Dancing with the Stars. If you disagree with me, if you voted for um, uh, Caitlyn, well, yeah. Let me know why you vote for Caitlyn, why you think she was good. Give me a reason. Pretty much, yeah. So no more Dancing with the Stars. Goodbye, Dancing with the Stars. So now let's get to The Mandalorian. And holy shit. First off, let's go with the child side adventure in a school. He ends up hijacking a kid's... uh, It looks like they're Malamars, crackers, or they're really expensive... um, French French macarons. And he just just uses the force to hijack him from a kid, and it's hysterical. He did ask. He, he motioned, and the kid's like, no, it's mine. And they stole it. And then the main thing is that uh, turns out that uh, Grief is now the magistrate of Navarro, and Cardoon is his marshal. And the first person we see the Mandalorian capture is their, essentially their accountant and their, their goon. And he's helping them out because every time he works, he gets 100 years off of his sentence, which is like 500 years. So it's kind of funny. But the whole thing is that there is a remaining Imperial base on the planet and they want to destroy it. So they ask for 
Mandalorians help to do it. They get there, and it turns out that it's not an an abandoned base. It's an active base. And more important than that, it's not just an active base. It's a science base with a bunch of clones in it. So it turns out the clones are being grown because they've been injected with blood from a donor who is the child. Apparently they're trying to give these clones force abilities. And also, who's still alive, as we knew? Moff Gideon. And now they know Moff Gideon's still alive. And they know he's after the child. And they blow up the... uh, They blow up the base in a really spectacular way with a firefight. Great escape sequence involving speeder bikes, TIE fighters, and a tank. Very well done. And then the end of it is as... They're flying off to their new station. It turns out that an old Imperial trick happened. They fixed his ship, but they put a tracking beacon on it. They're going to follow him to where he's going next. And they're going to probably try to take the kid. Oh, no. Hopefully the Razor Crest gets destroyed and gets a new ship. Uh, this show is getting better and better. Right? And we can't wait to see what the next episode is. We do know the next episode is directed by Dave Filoni. It was written by Dave Filoni, so... We're going to see what it is. Truly worth watching. Really, really, really fucking cool. And finally, The Masked Singer. One. He got it right. He can, I cannot believe that he got it right. That the person who everyone makes fun of got it right. He guessed who the actual Masked Singer was. Ken Jong guessed it. And it was... Basketball player Lonzo Ball was the whatchamacallit who was terrible. He did lean back. And he actually wasn't bad at it, but he didn't do great. The one that was kicked out that we were sad about was the serpent who turned out to be Dr. Elvis Francoa. Who sings Cool by the Jonas Brothers. It was okay. Not bad. Um, That means Seahorse and Crocodile advance with Popcorn and Sun. You know, all that's left now is we have Mushroom, Broccoli, Squiggly, uh, sorry, mushroom, broccoli, and jellyfish. And the one that I think is going to get knocked out probably is mushroom. So we'll see what happens. If mushroom does get knocked out, then uh, this is a cruel and horrible world. So I think that's it for this episode. Uh, I know it's a little depressing, but we're going to perk things up and be much more positive, right, Greta? More importantly than that, if you are in America, we want you to have a safe and happy and wonderful Thanksgiving. We're thankful for all of you who are listening, and we're going to keep putting good content out for you so you can enjoy it. Greta, you want to say anything to them for Thanksgiving? Happy Thanksgiving. If you can spend time with friends and family, do so. If not, FaceTime, send photos, connect virtually, enjoy. And relax. And relax. Have a good one. I'm Zan. I'm Greta. We're gone. We'll catch you guys next time. Keep watching. Keep watching TV. And more importantly, to Justina and Neve. We love you. We love you. You were robbed. You were robbed. See ya.